Hello there everybody, welcome back to Tales from the Twenty Side. Uh, it's Dom here, and I just wanted to have a quick chat with you all before we get into the episode properly. As regular listeners and RPG players will be aware, the stories we tell in our games can sometimes drift into territory that makes us uncomfortable. And whilst we as players might be okay with that, it's important to understand that that may not be the case for everyone observing. In light of this, I wanted to take this opportunity to warn you that our story over these next couple of episodes is venturing into a particularly dark place. This subsection of the Reign of Winter adventure path has more of a psychological horror theme to it, and there will be situations that deal with strong emotions of fear and despair from the characters. I also feel it important to note that as part of this, we will be dealing with implied harm to children. Now, whilst I've done my best to keep my narration tasteful, some of the events described within may still be distressing to some listeners, and as such, your discretion is advised. If you are concerned that you may find this story too upsetting, I would encourage you to skip forward to episode 58, which marks the end of this particular arc. Um, that is all I wanted to say for now. Um, thank you for your continued support of the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. have a notebook and uh, I've written blood lash bush coronavirus plant <laughs> and that made me chuckle yeah, I just, I'd, say I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what, what the context is there behind that note Amy well I wrote Maximus after it so I think it was that blood lash didn't we get attacked by a bush uh, you did get briefly attacked yes. by Bush. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just confused as to what it's got to do with, with, uh, with COVID. No, I don't know either. <laughs> and I wrote it down, <laughs> so it was clearly important. There we go. It can, it can remain a mystery then, eh? Yes. <laughs> but I've got go. to say that as soon as you said, I've been making notes. It's like this is why Amy's a perfect addition to the party. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your dedicated notebook and everything. <laughs> and not just in games but in life as well <laughs> Amy keeps no. score you guys are aware that, that 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 doesn't mean that you can slack off on your own note taking don't you yeah I can't well, read my handwriting yeah, most yeah, of the time yeah. so I, it's really I just for show they just all mean nothing to me <laughs> <laughs> to, to slack off implies that there was some going on in the first place <laughs> I mean when we sorted out the loot recently <laughs> oh yes, that was uh, that was quite eye-opening. <laughs> it's like what loot have you got? <laughs> yeah, all I'm going to say is there is a lot of stuff that has just vanished into the ether. But uh, there we go. Uh, I, 
put that down to uh, Amos's memory being quite bad because he's got an old. That's it. It is old age. He, he, he keeps putting <laughs> things down and forgetting, forgetting, where, where, forgetting where he's left them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still aged, isn't he? I mean, we've kind of almost forgotten that, haven't we? We have a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah. With all that in mind, I should probably welcome everybody to the show. Um, welcome back, listeners, to Tales from the Twenty Side, uh, a Pathfinder Second Edition Let's Play podcast. Uh, my name is Dom, and I'm the Games Master, and I'm joined by our regular cast members, who you've been hearing from already tonight, uh, of Mr. Stu Jackson. Hi. Mr. Neil Kelly. Hello. Mr. Darren Mafucci. Hello. And Miss Amy Chislett. Hello. There we go. That's that. That's the official bit out of the way. Welcome back, folks. How are we all doing? All right. Yeah, good. Not bad. We all, Not we, bad. Are we all ready and raring to continue our escapade through a through, through a haunted church? Yes. No. I think Alwyn's feeling quite trepidatious about it. Um, In what way? It seems to be well. It seems to be a bit more dangerous than what he perhaps initially thought. Mm. I'm wondering how long you're going to stick with this little plan that I've suddenly ripped mm. you all into. That's <laughs> turning out to be like quite a palaver. <laughs> yeah, I I hope your necklace is worth it. That's oh, it's so good <laughs> though. It's so good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I forgot that's why, we're, we're, that's why we're doing all this, putting our lives Actually, on the line. That's this is it, and and yeah, you used it once against the uh, was it the ravens, mm. um, and then you fumbled it completely. Yes, <laughs> your mojo over it. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone so well so far. <laughs> no, but uh, no. hopefully it'll. Um... <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, anything? Anybody got anything they want to say, or are we happy just to jump straight in tonight, folks? Let's pile in. No. I have nothing Thanks. to say. Nothing of any use. All right then. Uh, well, if we are all ready, all ready to go. Uh, bringing ourselves back into our game, uh, our adventurers, uh, Owen Templeton, Brother Amos. Otto von Niederschläger and, De and De Della Thornbury have been making their way through a ruined temple of Desna in the forgotten village of Ulsgard. Um, they have encountered um, some strange undead monstrosities wearing the robes of the Desnan faith, and on investigating the temple itself, they, they have come across uh, several pages seemingly torn from, from an ancient diary that hint at some... Uh, some tragedy that took place in this uh, in this temple, uh, cursing the land and, and the souls of those of those who who, who are bound to it. Um, you've did you've done battle with with two of these two of these creatures um, known as Huekivas, um, having destroyed both and scattered them scattered them to ash in various parts of the, of, of the temple. And as as your um, your acquaintance Maximus Laurentius has been uh, sort of performing rituals on the areas where these creatures were found in uh, he has sent you off deeper into the temple uh, to look for a sensor um, so that he might be able to um, uh, to fully to, to, to perform a ritual to fully cleanse this place and uh, and set it free of its of its undeath undeath blight 
um, you've investigated a few chambers, uh, coming across a ruined dormitory and uh, what 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 once was a kitchen as well, uh, all in, ver- in varying stages of, of utter ruin and disrepair, and finding a few interesting items along the way. Um, and now, just as you make your way back into the central courtyard where this massive dead tree looms over the ground, which is littered with tiny bones, uh, the fog that Otto had dispersed when you first entered this area, uh, as, as you re-enter the cloister, the fog is beginning to creep back in. And as it touches your skin, you all feel a chill roll through you. Uh, adventurers, what would you like to do? Fetch a blanket for my knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. Grandad. Um, now, Otto dispersed this with a healing spell, didn't he? Mm. Uh, he, he did, yes. So Alvin is going to say, Otto, or, or, or Maximus, do, do either of you have an area healing spell? Uh, Max, Maximus is currently not in the cloister with you. Maximus, uh, you recall, is tending to uh, the second of these two shadows that you had uh, you, you had found. Uh, yes, yes, so that'll be directed at Otto then. Do you, do you think you can do that again with the, you know, the heal... heal? I think I've got area. A, I, I can. Can I do a first level heal? Yeah, you absolutely can. That wouldn't be area though. Um, I don't think I've got any second levels left. As oh, as you're oh, having. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, mechanically, if you do three actions, that'll do area. So as, well, as you're having this uh, having this conversation, or when the fog itself has suffused the air, the air around you and fully uh, blankets your sight once again, uh, I need a will save from everybody, please. Ooh. A will save, oh no. uh, And I'll ask the question I always ask: um, Is this a spell? This is not a spell. Not a spell. Nineteen for Alwyn. Okay. Sixteen for Dylan. Okay. Um, 25 for Otto. I got 10. 25, okay. I rolled a natural one, I don't know if that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, as, as this fog closes around you, um, all four of you once again uh, hear the cries of children and see shapes looming in the mist. Um, for all of you, aside from Otto, you are washed with. Uh, just this wave of despair uh, that that washes over you and threatens th- threatens to overwhelm your mind entirely, and you all begin um, completely completely involuntarily. You you begin sobbing to quietly quite quietly to yourselves, uh, brother Amos. For some reason, as this as this sensation washes over you, you are reminded of. Some of the women, some of the women who you used to protect when you uh, before before you became a monk, and that palpable despair uh, is enough to bring you to. It's enough to physic almost physically slow slow you down as you start moving through the mist. Um, Otto, uh, as these sensations wash over you, uh, they they touch your mind for just a moment and then they pass. Uh, Otto, mm. you succeeded on that save. You suffer no effect. Thank you. 
Well, I think I will cast that healing spell. It, it, it's unsurprising that uh, a an effect that plays on empathy and sympathy from a character kind of didn't have an effect on it. Isn't that funny? So I'll cast a, a healing spell if that's a... Uh, is it just a roll 20? Uh, if, yeah, if, so um, are you casting heal again using all three I'll actions? Ca- I'll, cast, I'll cast heal using all three turns, yeah. Okay, uh, so if you could roll a... Uh, roll a d10 for me, please. A d10. D10. That's an eight. That's a... Ten. It's a six. A six. Okay. Um, you pulse out uh, this 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 wave of healing energy uh, there, there, Otto. Um, mm. The fog around you is 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 dispersed um, and seem. It doesn't seem to have had. It doesn't seem to have been burned away quite as effectively as, as before, but it has mm. been pushed away out of this cloister for for the time being. Um, in addition, could you roll a d8 for me, please? A d8. Eight. Eight, lovely. Uh, so anybody who was wounded, you all regain eight hit points. I have been of some use today. So once again, uh, the fog has now has now has now dispersed. You find yourself still in this courtyard, and as this fog melts away, um, that sense of despair that was lingering in your minds, um, after a second or two, um, that clears, and you and you find yourselves, uh, you find your, you find your minds free once again. What would you like to do? I I don't want to stay in here. <laughs> I think um, it's yes, this is a good idea for us to leave. Let's um let, let's investigate this other room uh to the west, but you know the south of, of the one we just looked in. Uh yes. So moving making your way south uh from the ruined kitchen. Um you pass the door to the ru- to, to the ruined dormitory on your right. And you move into the next chamber along, uh, which seems once to have been um, perhaps part dining room, part storage area. You see, there are there are a number of uh, now collapsed and rotten tables, um, sort of lining the centre of the room. And uh, at the far end, at the far end of the room, uh, kind of where the wall has crumbled away, revealing uh, the outside world once again. Um, you can see there are a number of. Uh, of of boxes of various shapes and sizes. Um, and Olwyn, as you step into the room, uh, you notice uh, just nestled under one of the planks of one of these collapsed tables, uh, you can see uh, quite clearly a uh, a brittle and yellowed sheet of parchment. Oh, I'll, I'll, yes, I'll go and pick that up because we're collecting those, aren't we? They're, they're like Pokemon sheets. We've got to <laughs> catch them all. <laughs> All right. Uh, could you roll a D two for me, please, Stu? A 
D2, well, I can roll a D6 and tell you whether it's odds or evens. How about that? that? Works for me. Odds is one, evens is two. Okay. Uh, it's a five, so one. Five, so one. Okay. A, a D2, is that like a tossing a coin? Essen- essentially, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> it says, Ulsgaard diary entry number two. Sixth of Desnes, 3,413. More Confederacy soldiers passed by today, their faces grim and their eyes hard. We begged for some of them to stay and protect us, but apparently the threat to the North is severe enough to warrant their full attention. None stayed behind. The elders of Ulsgaard have come up with a plan. They will leave the town and head south in search of sanctuary. All of their children will be left in the care of myself and Pastor Morrigan, and they will send word to us when they have found a place to move them to. Desna, bless their paths and see all to safe harbour. Right. Okay. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> so thinking of this in in sort of in 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 some sort of order, then looking at the dates, we can we can sort of work out a, an idea of what's happened here, can't we? So the children came here for protection Pastor Morrigan seems to have been uh, not very good with the children yes Um, yes they talk about the stars being hidden that's a bit weird Um, yes so, um, with that thought, Orwin, you can make a religion roll for me. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen, okay. Oh. Uh, as, as you recall this passage about the stars being hidden, um, you think to yourself, Desna is known as, as the goddess of many things. Um, she, she is the goddess of dreams, she is the goddess of travel, and she is also the goddess of the stars and the night sky. Um, with that religion role, Orwin, you get the sense that the stars being hidden uh, could be seen as a very ill omen uh, to someone of her, of her faith. Mm, I'll, I'll share that with everyone else. Um, and say, I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if Desna sort of turned her back on, on this temple and those within it. Maybe if, uh, maybe if this past Morrigan committed some sort of an anathema or something like that. I'm hmm, not sure, but um, one thing's for certain: something bad happened here. It's still happening. It's still oh, yes. something bad happening here. We're right in the middle of it. I mean, all the you know the, the little bones and skulls also is an indication that something bad happened here. Yes, and happened very quickly. So we're trying to fix the bad thing. So yes, let's see let's if we can proceed. find that sensor. Yes, yes, there's some boxes in the room. Uh, yes, there are a number of uh, of sort of crates and barrels at the far end of the room near the collapsed wall. I will now join in, start searching through. All right. So if I could have, uh, 
perception rolls from both of you, please. Uh, what are Brother Amos and Otto doing whilst this is going on? Um, is there is there room to pitch in? If you want to, it's a it's a it's a, it's a fairly large uh, dining yeah, yeah. area. You can be in there if you wish. Pitch in yes, and search the, search the boxes. Yes, no pitch in, the pitch and search the boxes. Yes. Uh, perception rolls from the two of you, then, please. Twenty-one. Oh, a natural twenty. So, um, twenty-seven. Nice. And very perceptive. Twenty-four. Very nice. Good rolls all round. Um, uh, yeah, uh, between between the four of you, you're able to quite quickly sort of haul out uh, a number a number of these crates. Um, most of which seem to contain, you know, various mundane mundane things. Uh, you see candlesticks. You see. Um, Sort of crockery that's covered in moss. Um, there's a there's a basket of uh, of steel of steel of steel cutlery um, in the bottom of one of these the, the, these crates. But very mundane things that might be used in the day to day running of um, uh, of of a temple su- such as this. Um, but being being thorough and being being meticulous, uh, the four of you. Uh, are able to search through uh, this entire stock in not too lo- not too long, long at all, and you come across a couple of things of interest. Um, first of all, you come across uh, a long chain, a long brass chain, uh, which is attached uh, to which is attached uh, what seems to be a lantern or a burner of sorts. Uh, you you recognise this as uh, as a sensor that might be used for burning. Uh, for burning incense and, and all that sort of thing. The other thing you notice is that in one of these boxes there is a cylindrical shaped object, uh, a cylindrical shaped object uh, that seems to have a latch on, on, on one end. And as you flick this latch up, um, the, top, uh, the top end of this case opens up and you find yourself looking into a scroll case uh, which has two pieces of parchment inside. Well, once the sensor's been found, because um, presumably with his religious background, Alwyn would recognise it as a sensor. Yes. So yes. Al- Alwyn will um, hurriedly get that over to Maximus. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's it's Otto who 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 discovers this this scroll case with his amazing perception roller. Hmm. Shall I take the parchment out of the tube, or shall I just leave it for now? Hear what it says. Yes, I'll, I'll take it out. Right. Uh, so, Otto, you draw both of these pieces of parchment out out of a scroll case. Um, mm. One uh, does indeed appear to be um, uh, one you recognise immediately uh, as a as a magic scroll. Um, you see the arcane words sort of written into it um, in, va- in vague. Uh, quite quite holy sounding language, um, and you ascertain that this is a scroll of bless. Hmm. And, this uh, looks like a scroll of bless, yeah. judging by the arcane religious language on it. Yeah. And uh, as 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 you kind of look over look over that uh, that that first piece of parchment uh, you shuffle the papers to look at what's at what's beneath it and beneath it uh, you find uh, another 
uh, segment of this of this journal that you've been acquiring. Twenty first Desnus three thousand four hundred and thirteen. We see no more soldiers heading north, and none that have passed have returned. This war, if it can even be called that, is over, and they are coming. We hear their drums in the distance, growing louder with every hour. I fear that it will be upon us by sundown. Perhaps Morrigan was right. If the Confederacy can no longer protect us, and Desna will not offer me salvation, my only option is to strike a deal with those who assail us. Perhaps I, at least, can be spared. Seems a reasonable course of action to me. I think that's what I would have done too. <laughs> drums in the dark. <laughs> drums, drums in the deep. So he sacrificed all his children. Just like oh. Otto would have done, we've just heard that. <laughs> well, not, not, uh, no, I wouldn't have done it lightly. <laughs> You'd have thought about it first. <laughs> yes. I, I think Alwyn's had it oh, away. Oh, you already gone. Is, I will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, as as you make your way back into into the cloister sort of to go and find Maximus uh, you see Maximus uh, making his way uh, into this central area from from the main body of the chapel um, seems to have finished uh, the work he was doing uh, in there and uh, he he sees you as as you approach ah good good, good. did you f f find anything yes yes got this I, I'm, I'm not one for censorship Really, myself, but um, I know you wanted this. Found this spoon. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. That's just what, what we need. Now, um, I must ask you before we, before before we begin: are, are you prepared for this? This uh, this work we're going to we're going we're going to do here this evening will take a little time. Well, the fog keeps coming back in the courtyard, and it's um, it's it's thoroughly unpleasant. Don't want to really be in there. No. I've got no plans for dinner, so. But you say prepared. What what can we expect? Well, um, the ritual that I'm going to attempt is uh, it's it's is is powerful magic. It will appease the spirits of the dead who are who are who, who who still wander here and will enable them to pass on to to the boneyard as as the lady of graves wills um there are three stages to the ritual the first is the supplication where we g g gather the remains of these unfortunate souls into pyres and set set them alight to begin the ritual properly once that is done, I will need contribution from whoever feels they can provide it. Anything you can think of. Perhaps a prayer to, to the deceased. Perhaps a, um, perhaps, a, perhaps a plea for them to move on from this world. Whatever you can think of. And after that comes the, comes the dangerous, dangerous part. The appeasement. The spirits themselves will, will, will be manifested... And they will be assaulted by their fears. These, p possibly these creatures that slew them. 
whilst they didn't do so, I will be vulnerable. You, you, you will need to keep these assailants from harming the spirits as, as much as you can, and also from myself. And once they are, once they are defeated, we move on to the final stage of the ritual, which is the cleansing. And the cleansing, although it is the simplest part, it is also the part where the whole thing can come undone. For the cleansing, I will need whatever magical strength, whatever magical reserves you ha ha have, have have left over. Oh. Well, if if I might, a, a, a sort of idea plan thingy forms in in my you know thingy brain. What's it? Um, You're getting a headache with pictures. I'm, yes, that's <laughs> Off that's to it. Start. Um, so I mean, you 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 need you need a pyre. You, you need you need the remains burning. Well, Otto, that's your time to shine. Yes, really, uh, isn't it? Um, and mm. uh, for offering a prayer uh, for the deceit. Well, I'm I'm you know as a as a you know champion of Caden Kalian. I'm I'm more than happy to step up. To that, um, as as for these creatures, well, I mean, we'll all pitch in, obviously, um, but we we have our our brave elderly um, monk, who's you know <laughs> fearsome, um, and, what? and and our uh, uh, little stabby friend, um, <laughs> little stabby friend, little stabby friend. <laughs> he doesn't know you that well yet. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows enough about you. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, but I think by that point we'll all be piling in anyway, and any any plans that we might have made will probably have gone tits up. They usually do. Mm. Um, what do we think? Is that a... The sooner we get going, the sooner it's all over. Hmm. I, I'm going to say because I have one more. Um, I, I've only have the one more um, ability to to cast lay on hands. Uh, so if I stand next to Maximus, if he does get attacked during this and sort of injured, I at least I can help. All right, that's. Good to <laughs> hear. Uh, there is one last thing that um, I will need one of you to do as I perform this this ritual. One of you needs to take uh, to take the sensor and and move it around around the room. I'll do that. All right. Uh, there is uh, there is whilst and and he 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 sort of goes through. Um, uh, go, goes through and starts showing you, Brother Ramos, exactly what it is he needs needed to do. Um, essentially, what Maximus wants you to do uh, is to basically walk around uh, the cloister with this sensor, sort of, kind of moving constantly. So it's going to take up one of your hands. Okay. Um, you have to. Uh, you will be moving at half speed whilst you're walking around, and as you're doing so, um, Maximus teaches you um, a short prayer. That uh, needs to be said as you are, as you are, are, are moving around. Wary ear and watchful eye, who guide the lost through this dark night. 
Softer singing, slow our tread. The chance we raise up for the dead in this darkness. Okay, and Maximus explains that that needs to be kind of uh, repeated um, often throughout the th throughout the process of this ritual, uh, which, as he's mentioned, will take some time to do. Where he said some time, can he be a little more specific? I mean, you know, an hour is some time, uh, ten hours is some time. This will take up, 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 approximately f f four, four hours. Four hours? Gosh. I thought he was going to say four days, so I'm ready. I, I, was, I was thinking maybe four minutes, but um, okay. <laughs> This is not a f f fast process. You cannot r r r rush this. No, these are no, that's... these are the spirits of the dead we're d d dealing with. Yes, no, 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 fair enough. Just you know, and, um, and it's about managing expectations. That's all. Yes, and these spirits have all the time in the world, all the time in the underworld. Indeed. Uh, well, um, come, come, help me, uh, help me start gathering these the, these remains into piles. Uh, three three piles should suffice. There's quite a lot of them. Alwyn will as well. Mm, I'll start heaping them up. Do bones burn? Um, uh, they they will once I've pre pre prepared them. Ah. Okay. Uh, so um, you all begin moving around the cloister, gathering uh, sort of armfuls of these of these tiny bones and positioning them uh, in three places around the. Uh, uh, around ar around the cloister, uh, Maximus, uh, you see, um, he sets, uh, he 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 climbs up onto 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 this dead-looking tree, um, breaks off uh, a few of the of the of the more more dead branches, um, and lays them on the ground in front of the tree, uh, in in a vague approximation of the shape of uh, of of Phrasma's holy, holy symbol. And then, uh, as he does so, he takes his own symbol from around his neck and, and lays it over, over this um, this this small wooden wooden effigy, as it were. Um, and uh, at about this time, uh, you you have finished gathering the bones into three piles, and he walks around all three of them, uh, sprinkling. Uh, Sprinkling what looks to be an oil or some sort onto each each of these three pies and th these three pies in turn, um, and just as he's finished doing this, uh, the fog around the room begins to creep back in. Um, and uh, Brother Amos, you notice now that you hold this sensor, um, the fog itself seems to be dispersed around you. Um, the area within five feet of, of Brother Amos. Uh, is uh, does not suffer any of the, any of the effects of this fog. Guess we're best friends now. Mm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking if we notice this, can we get up close? Yes, oh, I'm going absolutely. To it's it's definitely noticeable. Um, the fog sort of, sort of actively avoids the area where this incense is burning around Brother Amos. Mm, um, let us let us gather around Brother Amos. 
And uh, Maximus sort of take once uh, these pyres have been doused and the incense is burning, uh, Maximus takes his position, um, standing over uh, this this focus that, that he's created on on the ground, and he looks over at the four of you, um, and says, "All right, are we ready?" I think so. Do you, un- like, do, you, do you all like, uh, understand what you need to do? Does anybody ha- have any questions? Uh, no. I just, I'm just going to set fire to the pyres. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, all you have to do is say one, two, three, go. And I'm draw my rapier. Yeah. Uh, Alvin will draw his rapier and... Uh, actually, no, he will draw his uh, everlasting stein. Uh, ready to make his prayers to Caden Kalian. Um and he's going to instruct Chardonnay to guard Maximus. All right, okay. So Chardonnay scampers off uh, away from you into the fog to stand by Maximus. Um, okay, uh, so um, as you, as you make your preparations here. Um, you all give Maximus a nod and uh, he returns the nod and sort of gives it uh, sort, of, sort of settles into sort of full concentration mode as, uh, as he does so and he sorry I've got a lot of notes for this so bear with me um, he motions to you Otto uh, to start lighting these, these pyres I will produce flame uh, you not, do not flame, but flame. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You uh, so yeah. You you produce flame, Otto, and you've in in three quick blasts. You you, you flick the flames onto these uh, these makeshift pyres, uh, which begin to burn um, with uh, not not with a regular flame as as you as you would perhaps expect to see, uh, but with an eerie green glow. That, that suffuses the whole uh, the whole area itself. Uh, what is it that makes a green flame? Anyone know their chemistry? No. Farts. I want to say it's, I want to mm-hmm. say it's zinc, but that's probably wrong. Methane. Which is it? Me- methane. Or are they blue? Regardless, uh, these Copper. these. Hmm. Is it copper? Yes. That makes sense. Fair so when you burn policemen, they burn mm-hmm. green. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Stu, but there we no, go. I... <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, you um, you watch as these three pyres uh, sort of spring up into uh, this eerie... Uh, sickly, ghostly, almost green flame that uh, that suffuses the, the the entire the entire cloister with uh, this light. Um, and uh, as the pyres light, Maximus uh, turns to his focus on the ground, uh, stretches his arms out in front of him, and closes his eyes. And he takes a second to clear his throat, and he begins speaking in. A voice that none of you have heard him use up to this point, um, whereas before Maximus has kind of been this this stammering, um, 
un, unconfident sort of we we weedy priest uh now he speak now his voice seems to carry a great weight of authority it booms deeply across the across the cloister but not in such a manner as as to be as to be intimidating or or forceful uh this seems just very confident and there there is a softness to it as he begins to speak what is this life well you know fleeting torment ere we go what comes next once life subsides man his fate she should decide soon will rise the dead unburied each will say by what they're harried we will grant these souls reprieve we're prepared to end their grief and so begins this cleansing eve and uh, he looks over at, at, at the rest of the group and sort of gives you all a nod um, so uh, in this in this phase of the ritual uh, you all have the option of doing something to, to, to assist in the ritual in any way in any way you'd like so have a look at your skills see what you're good at and see see if you can think of a way for your character to use them to help here Being trained in religion um, seems like the obvious thing for for Alwyn. Ramos is trained in occultism, but I don't really know what I could do other than walking around, repeating the prayer, and uh, swinging the centre about. Yeah, if, if you if you wanted to do that, I, I'd I'd allow you to make an occultism roll, Darren. Uh, 19 19 lovely um, so as uh, as Maximus looks at the four of you um, brother Amos almost instinctively you start walking gently through the fog um, unless you tell me otherwise I'm assuming that the rest of the group is keeping pace with you you so uh, brother Amos you you are walking uh, sort of g gently and somberly around this area sort of repeating the words that Maximus has told you and it's strange although you've never done this before there is a comfort to what you're doing you find yourself very at ease and the words almost seem to flow from you uh, almost entirely on their own uh, Della yes uh, Della would like to follow brother Amos and use performance to uh, copy what he's doing Mm. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> let's have a performance roll, Adela. Okay. Uh, and not do very well, ten. Ten, okay. Um, it's, it's, it, it's strange, Adela. This doesn't quite come as naturally to you as perhaps you would have hoped. And although you're, although you're repeating what Brother Amos is saying, um, there's not enough almost feeling behind it because because you are repeating what he's saying you don't find yourself getting into it as much as perhaps uh, perhaps you were hoping uh, but uh, yeah you you absolutely absolutely sort, sort of follow along behind chanting as you do so it's a it's a bit out of it's a bit out of sync it's a bit jarring um, but uh, yeah that's your contribution uh, anybody else 
anything they want to do. Well, as Kagan Kalian is all about freedom and the way um, the way Arwen is seeing this is that these spirits are being basically trapped um, in their current circumstances. They're not free currently to move on to the next plane. That that's essentially what Maximus is doing is enabling them to have the freedom to move on. That's how, that's how Arwen's interpreting it, at least. Okay. Um, Arwen would like to start saying prayers to Caden Kalian to, you know, in the hopes that Caden's listening and can do anything to to help with the freedom of all these poor trapped souls. Okay. Um, sipping away from the stein as he goes, because that's his way of praying. All right. Uh, so that that tells me that that sounds like you want to make a religion roll, Stu. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Uh, make a religion roll for me. Okay. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Very nice. Rolled an eighteen. So, Owen, as you uh, uh, um, as you begin trailing forward, um, sort of following Brother Amos and following Della. Um, uh, you begin to weave into Brother Amos's intonations prayers of your own, um, and you seem to find almost the perfect beats to to, ma- to marry in- into each other. And what starts off as this uh, sort of soft cacophony of, of di- discordant voices slowly builds as you progress round and round the cloister into a soft harmony and you all begin to feel a sense of peace surrounding uh, surrounding your, your little bubble. Um, Otto, whilst all this is happening, is there anything you wish to do to, to, to assist in this ritual? Um, I don't know what I can do, really. If, if you don't feel there's anything you can contribute, you don't have to. No, I know what you could do. Yes, I know, but I, I'm going to wait until we're knee-deep at least in water before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you doing nothing there? I'll, 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 I'll do nothing, no. Nothing. I'll just stick close to brother, 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 oh, brother Amos. Okay, no worries. Um, as you as you as you complete um, the first hour of this ritual, with the four of you pacing around the cloister, intoning in various ways, stopping here and there to take to take a brief breather, um, yeah, you you progress further around this cloister, and after at the end of the first hour, um, Maximus, who has been chanting away this whole time, uh, you see uh, he opens his eyes and he looks over to to, to all of you. And he says, "Very good. We are. This, I th- everything is going as it sh- 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 should. I am about ready to move into the more dangerous part of the ritual. Are you prepared?" Now he tells us. Yes. When, when, when do you want the prayer for the for the dying? Oh, you've you've been doing it already. I've 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 heard you speaking. Oh right, well yes, it was more generic, but yes, okay, cool. Yes, uh, so um, once we get into this, I will not be able to 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 assist you against these spirits as much. I I most of my attention has to be on the r- 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 ritual. 
However, there is one thing I can do if you feel, feel, feel it will help. I can cast a spell Sanctuary, either on one of you to protect you, or on myself to make you less need to worry about me. That's very generous of you. No, I, I'm familiar with the spell Sanctuary. I think it would be a good idea to cast it on yourself. Um, it'll Indeed. make them less likely to attack. I mean, it won't make it impossible for them to attack you, but less of a target. Oh, we're, we're right. And you see uh, Maximus um, keeping one hand hovering over this this, this divine focus on the ground, uh, moves his other hand across his face and down to his side. And, and as he does so, um, a veil of shimmering divine energy uh, releases from his fingers and uh, just sort of, sort of settles gently over his body uh, before fading fading from view. And um, Alwyn's going to swap out the stein for the rapier uh, and have his shield out and go and stand next to Maximus. Okay. Are you breaking away from Brother Amos? Okay. Uh, as you step out of this little bubble uh, there that Brother Ramos is creating, Orwin, um, you once again hear, hear hear the cries of these children and this wave of despair washes over you. I will need a will save, please. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Uh, once again, Orwin, this wave of despair washes over you. Um, and you find yourself, you find a sob sticking in your throat as if you're about to, about to burst into tears. Uh, but you, 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 you move your way over to Maximus. <clears throat> I'm here. So as you, as you approach Maximus, uh, Maximus once again, uh, he closes his eyes and this, uh, this booming voice once again begins to um, begins to wash out from him. Ye who wander on the gale, ever caught in this world's thrall, see this sign, gentle pale, ye we summon, ye we call. And the rest of you watch as on the, around the southernmost pyre, um, you see approaching, uh, appearing around it, is a ring of ghostly children dressed in rags and with various terrified looks on their faces and as they as they appear you also see appearing um in the south of the of the cloister uh you see six small spectral shapes that vaguely resemble goblins which start rushing towards the children let's all roll initiative please mm -hmm. I threw a natural one. Oh. The uh, so eight. <clears throat> I threw a one as well. Four Guys, eight. what's going on? <laughs> I rolled a five. So that's 15. We're, we're getting the low rolls out the way. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so, Brother Amos, what, what was your total? Eight. Eight as well, okay. Uh, 22 for Alwyn. 22 for Alwyn and Della. 15 for Della, okay. 
so acting first, um, as these creatures appear in front of you, uh, is going to be Olwyn. Uh, Olwyn, at the start of your turn, uh, this sob heaves over you uh, once again, and I need you to give me a will save, please. Okay. Oh, that's not so good. Twelve. Twelve, okay. Um, as you... As this wave washes over you once again, Orwin, uh, the sob fully breaks free, breaks free from your from your throat, um, and uh, you are slowed one for this turn as you spend your first action just contemplating this this utter despair that is washing over you. Oh, oh God! Uh, I will use an action to raise the shield. The other action to instruct Chardonnay to attack these goblin-type creatures. All right. Okay. Um, you're commanding Chardonnay to to attack one. Yes. Um, now, with all our comrades over on one side of the room. Um, Owen is going to instruct Chardonnay to start attacking the ones on the same side of the room as Alwyn. Okay, so moving to kind of the southwest of the, of the chamber. Yes. Um, uh, southeast, sorry, not southwest. So, with a jaw strike. Uh, 20, dirty 20. Dirty 20, uh, that will hit there, Orwin. Okay, uh, this is four. Uh, do I get a straight? Yes, I do. Oh, max damage, 10 points. 10 points, wow, okay. Um, uh, question for you, Stu. Are, it, are Chardonnay's attacks considered magical? I. I don't know is the honest answer to this um, because obviously Steed Ally is the feat so Chardonnay is a gift from Caden Kalian but other than that as far as I'm aware Chardonnay is a fairly normal wolf. It's a standard wolf okay. Um, Just magically generated as it Yes, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, for now, I'm going to rule that Chardonnay's attacks are magical. Because um, I, th- I, th- I think that, ca- that, that kind of makes sense. Because although, you know, Chardonnay is, is, is still a bit magical and supernatural in nature, in nature, being a gift from Caden Caden. Certainly divine. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and so the damage there, Stu, was what, sorry? Uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Uh, and. You watch as Chardonnay uh, lunges for this first this first goblin that goblin that appears, um, and almost passes straight through it. But there is a yelp as as the goblin is dispersed into mist. Ha! <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> okay, that's the end of uh, Chardonnay's ter- of your turn, though. Uh, so we're round to Maximus, uh, who uh, just continues maintaining his focus on the on the ritual. Uh, end of his turn. Ben. It's hello. No, carry on. Sorry, Dom. That's right. Um, uh, end of his turn. We are round to Della. 
All right. I am just going to run straight at the first goblin and slash at it. No, actually, no, I'm not slashing for a change. Uh, I want to observe this guy and use predictable. All right. Uh, so before you do any of that, Della, I oh, need yeah. you to make a will save as you exit into the fog. Yes, of course. Uh, I got an 13. 13 okay um uh yeah so as you as you enter into this fog della um you are also hit with a wave of sadness and and, and despair um you are slowed one for this turn okay so does that just mean i lose an action it means you lose an action yes okay cool so i've been so i will just hit it then okay (laughs) go away uh, with a fifteen. Uh, a fifteen is not enough to mit- is not enough to hit Della. Uh, having never fought a ghost before, you you're not quite sure how how to fight them, and you your your strike uh, glides harmlessly through it. Okay, uh, is that the end of your turn? Yeah, I think I've done all my things. Mm. All right, uh, it is turn of these goblins um, you will see that uh, four of them go rushing towards uh, this uh, uh, this gaggle of spiritual children and the fifth, the one that is engaged with you Della is going to make a swipe towards you with its spectral, uh, spectral sword and I've got a Uh, that's a 27 to hit, Della. does hit. Alright. Uh, Della, you take four points of negative damage, as although this weapon seems to pass straight through you, leaving no visible wound, um, there is a chill as it passes through you, as if it's stolen some of your life energy. Uh, uh, the others are all going to make swipes towards the children. You see, sort sort of hacking and slashing at them. Uh, the spectral children sort of cower and and, and scream in fear. Um, Alwyn, being stood next to Maximus, you notice that um, uh, as these goblins strike the children, um, Maximus himself winces in pain. Okay, he seems to take a take a take a little bit of damage from from that strike. But that's going to end the goblin's turn. It is round two. Uh, Brother Amos with the sensor. Uh, the nearest one is the one engaged with Della. 5, 10, 15, 20. You can get to it with 20 feet of movement, or you can get a bit further past it with 25. Didn't you say that uh, Brother Amos is in half movement? Of course he is. Well, well remembered. Yeah. How, um, what did you say? Twenty feet. Uh, yes, twenty feet to get into 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 melee with it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll move up to the one that. Okay. Take a swing for it, which is pretty much all I can do. 
Alright, we're all about attack, Brother Amos. Eighteen. Uh, Eighteen is enough to hit there. Uh, roll damage for me. Five points of damage, and your fists, I, I know for definite, are magical. Hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. is nice. Uh, so yeah, you you punch this ghost square in the face, Brother Ramos. <laughs> what was the damage roll again? Uh, five. Five. Okay. Uh, so it does seem it does seem seem to resist uh, kind of the worst of that blow, kind of being spectral and incorporeal. But you definitely make contact with something, Brother Ramos, and it reacts in pain to you. Okay. Uh, end of your turn, Brother Ramos. It is Otto. Well, of course, I ran with um, Brother Amos to stay within the uh, the magic yeah. circle. If you if you want to use your first action to move, I will say you can do that and not and not have to make a save. Thank you. Yes, I, I stayed with him. Um, I will. I think I will see what what works on these things. I will try. Um, an electric arc on two of them. All right. Uh, which two? The two nearest to you? The two nearest, yes. All right. Uh, okay, so it's reflex saves for them, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's your DC? My DC is 19. 19, okay. Uh, so I've got a 26, which is a success, and a 9, which is a critical fail. Ooh. So, so it's, roll... um, it's 2d4 plus 3. Uh, it is indeed. 1. Um, plus 3, it's 4, so 7. 7, okay. Um, so even with the resistance, you watch as uh, one of these creatures currently harassing the spectral children uh, is blasted by this bolt and dissipated in dissipated into mist. Uh, the other, um, that Della and Brother Ramos are just striking. Uh, oh, actually, with the damage that's already taken, uh, yeah, Otto. Both of these spectral goblins are pop into mist as you uh, as you let out this blast of electricity. No, that that works. All right. Uh, I think that's the end of your turn, Otto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to bring us back round to Olwyn. Uh, another will save, please. Okay. Uh, slightly better. 17. 17. Uh, it's still not enough, Olwyn. Um, this despair is really quite choking with where, with where you currently are. Um, and uh, once again, you are slowed one for this turn. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Darwin's not the sort to even try and hold it back. He's just going to weep openly. Um, but as he's doing so, raise his shield, and um, in a in a hopefully not garbled way, so shall I go for Sidarus to pick up the. Um, and he wants Chardonnay to move up to the uh, two goblins on the eastern side 
and attack the one to this that's below the other, so the one to the south. Okay, yeah, the, fir the first one away, I'll get you. Yeah. Uh, roll, that, roll that attack, shall we? Oh, rolled a 19, so 27. Mm. 20, 27. Uh, a hair off a critical there, but a, but a good hit nonetheless for Chardonnay. <laughs> that means I've got to actually roll a 20 to get a crit. Um, but what a good boy. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I spoke too soon. Five points of damage. Five points of damage, okay. Uh, so Chardonnay bites into this creature. Uh, this time not uh, as, as destructive as Chardonnay was previously. Um, Chardonnay snaps and snarls, and the goblin uh, once again uh, sort of cries out in pain, uh, but this time does not burst into mist. Okay, uh, with a free action, uh, I would like to call out to everyone Don't let the goblins. Die. Oh my god, the poor children. Because um, it's it's affecting Maximus. He's, he's, he takes damage for all oh, those poor children. Ah. Right. Okay. Uh, end of your turn, Orwin. Uh, it is Maximus uh, who continues his work on the ritual, and as and as you look over at Orwin, um, for for as stoic as Maximus is being here, uh, you can you, you can also see um, more than a single tear rolling down his face. Um, that's the end of his turn. Uh, we're on we're, we're on to Della. Okay. Cool. I am going to run. Uh, in between Brother Amos and the goblin near me, so I can stay within the sensor circle. Yeah, skirt, sort, of, sort of skirting around Brother Amos, you stay within this uh, this area of safety that he's uh, he's providing for you. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Um, and then I'm going to stab at the goblin with my rapier. All right, please do so. And I rolled a. 26. Oh, that's a good hit there, Della. Roll damage. Five. Five. Very nice. Uh, once again, this creature. Um, you do strike. You do strike the ghost this time, um, but it doesn't seem to take as much damage as you would have hoped from that strike being in, in, incorporeal in, in nature. Clearly not enough, so I'm going to go back in with another swing. Okay. And roll 28 minus 5. That's still a hit. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested, that would have been a crit, if not on the, uh, if not for the multiple tap penalty. Oh, really? Oh, that's a shame. Mm. <laughs> And I do one point of damage, which I probably don't actually do. Yeah, this time the creature mm. completely resists your blade strike. <gasps> you sort of cut into an area of, of nothingness. This is not my place. All right. Uh, end of your turn, Della. Uh, it is the goblins. And now you see, now that they're, they've got more things to deal with, um, they're going to make strikes towards Della. Uh, 14 is going to miss. Uh, strike towards Chardonnay for 23. Uh, 23 is going to hit. Uh, sorry, not 23, 21. 21 is still going to hit. Okay. Uh, Chardonnay takes oh, six points of negative damage as this spectral scimitar washes through him. 
And the last one is going to make a strike towards the circle of children. Uh, yep. And Orwin, once again, you see uh, Maximus wince in pain uh, as uh, some of his own energy seems to be drained by that attack. Is he looking very drained? Uh, no, for the time being, he's 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 looking he's looking okay for the time being. He doesn't he doesn't doesn't seem to be serious seriously injured just yet. Okay. Okay, uh, but that's going to end the goblins' turns. Uh, it's his brother Amos. Hmm. I will again um, attack the goblin. Okay. So you'll need to step up to it first, so you can do so. One. Twenty-one will hit there. Roll damage. Eight. Eight points of damage. Oh, you 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 stride forward, brother Amos. And with a singular swipe, you crack this this ghost on the jaw, uh, and it, it also scatters into mist. Uh, you have one action left, Blue Ramos. Nothing. You'll do nothing. Okay. I'll carry on saying my prayer. Okay. Keep going. Uh, yep, yeah, end of your turn, Brother Amos. It is Otto. Um, I, I would have stayed with Brother Amos and, and moved with him. Yep, yeah, that's fine. So, so so again, your first action could be to move with him. That's fine. Can I move to the other side within the... Uh, from where you were, I think... Yeah, you can you can kind of be in, in, in the position that the goblin previously was. You can get there with your movement. Can I? Which is... Ah, there. Yeah, you're so kind I've, of got a, I've got a clear shot at the other two goblins. I, I will do another um, electric arc. Okay, so let's have a uh, reflex save from them. Okay, that's marginally better. Uh, I've got an um, 18 and a 23. I think the 18's a fail, is that correct? 18's a fail, because my spell DC is 19. Alright, uh, roll damage for me. One, four, seven again. Seven again, very nice. Okay, so the one that succeeded, um, you see the one, the one nearest, uh, the, the one kind of nearest Maximus and the rest of the group. Um, mm. The lightning crackles across it, uh, but it doesn't seem affected at all by, by, by that blast. It seems to have resisted the entire effect. Mm. Uh, however, the one uh, that Chardonnay was engaging, uh, this electric crackles, crackles across it and pops it into mist. Mm. How satisfying. Okay, uh, end of Otto's turn. Uh, we're round to Olwyn. There is one of these goblins left. Okay, uh, presumably you want to will save from me. Uh, yes, please. Well, well remembered. Uh, oh, that's better. 21. 21. 21. This time is a success, Olwyn. Um, you, uh, you choke back the despair. Um, and you are you are not slowed on this turn. Okay, uh, so um, 
so because these things have only appeared around one of the pyres so far um, and there's two more pyres closer to Maximus and, and Alwyn Alwyn has a sense of perhaps what's coming and is going to raise his shield again uh, he's going to take a small manoeuvre so he's still next to Maximus but perhaps a little bit closer to being equidistant between the pyres Okay. and third action he's going to instruct Chardonnay to go uh, full on mental at the remaining goblin Okay, make so, two attacks for Chardonnay. Two attacks for Chardonnay. Uh, oh, first one is 19, so that's 27. That's a hit. Uh, that is six points of damage. Okay, very nice. Um, one more strike. The other one uh, is oh, 30. Because it's um, the multiple attack penalty is five, isn't it? The jaws uh, don't yeah. count as agile. They which do I find not very know. strange. But uh, yeah, it's 13. I mean, it would be a miss anyway. Yeah, 13 is a miss, unfortunately. This goblin sort of, sort of staggers and, and uh, as, as Chardonnay bites into it, but remains on its feet. Uh, that ends your turn, Alwyn. We're on to Maximus, um, who, uh, sort of much like, much like, much like yourself, Alwyn, uh, he seems to choke back uh, this fear and this, and this, this despair. And he's able just to, um, you see him building a familiar bolt of energy in his hand as he points towards the other goblin. Uh, and um, you've seen him cast this spell previously. This, this sort of bolt of black and blue energy wraps itself around, around the goblin and then the goblin bursts into mist. Oof. And as that last goblin bursts into mist, the ring of spectral children surrounding this pyre um, they sort of look up from where they had been cowering previously, and you see smiles cross their faces, and they all, and and the circle disperses, and as they run off into the mist, and that pyre dies down, and that is where we're going to end for this episode, folks. Oh. One down, two to go. Oh. That was tougher than I hoped for. <laughs> Pretty useless here. <laughs> Tales from the Twenty Side is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Fools. Music by HookSounds.com and editing by Stu Jackson. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Discord by searching Tales from the Twenty Side or by visiting TalesFromThe20Side.com. <laughs> <laughs>